0: Great to be back with you on search the scriptures today welcome to all of our listeners once again we're so thankful that you're there we're so thankful that we're here and have the opportunity for us to be together on this program each day on search the scriptures we try to do exactly as the name suggests we dig deep into God's Word we look at it in depth and in detail we try to get into what the meat of the word really teaches and help you understand in a more full way just all the richness that is there that God has communicated to you in his word. And yet, while we try to dig deep and look at it in detail, we strive to present it in such a way that it is easy to understand and that it makes sense for your daily life. We pray that you're coming more and more to a fuller knowledge of God's word Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You need to know God's word, in basic at least, so that you can have the faith that you need to have to follow him faithfully. We pray that as we study together each day and search the scriptures that your knowledge of God's word is growing deeper and stronger and fuller and that you're coming closer to God. And our prayer is that you're becoming better equipped to ultimately make that decision to come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him openly, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, and then rising up out of that watery grave of baptism, immersion, to walk that reborn life, that new life in Christ, a new life in him, a life that is focused on heaven, that is pointed toward heaven, that is focused on on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that is guided by God's word. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. Dwayne Kennedy, brother, great to be back with you today.
1: It's good to be back with you, Gary, on the program, and it's good to be with our listeners, especially those of you who have been listening for a long time. We welcome you back, even those of you who are listening for the first time or you've been listening for a short time. We welcome you and are encouraged that all of you are listening. Thank you for listening to the program. You know, Gary, you touched on a lot of things, and it certainly is important for our listeners to realize that we do this to the glory of God. Amen. We also do this because we want to see you draw near to him. By hearing the things that we teach and contemplating the lessons, and applying them to your lives, so that you might in fact act on what you have learned from
0: God's word. Amen. Yeah, this is not something just to make us puff up our chests and get glory. This is this is we're simply trying to serve God, right? And do so by teaching His word openly and effectively. Uh, in depth and in detail, and, and ultimately also we're trying to, bottom line, bring him glory by teaching his word in this program, Amen. but also we're trying to reach people with the truth yes. of the message of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, because we care about souls. That's right. We care about souls. We're looking in this particular study, Dwayne, at a question that is pertinent to every single one of us, we have asking, we're asking the question, can the devil make you sin? Hmm. And what have we answered so far? No. No, we, he can't make us sin. No. Now, at the same time, we have noted in numerous passages of scripture that we all sin. That's right. But at the same time, it's our choice. That's right, Gary. Now the devil is there trying to influence us into sin and trying to keep us in sin once we have gone into sin. But we make the choice ourselves. He That's cannot right. make us sin.
1: And with all kinds of temptations and all kinds of traps, we do fall. But we make the choice to fall. We decide to not stand on the truth of God's word.
0: That's right. We give in to the temptation. And we commit the sin. Now, God sent Christ as our Savior, and he sent him to give us the alternative to sin. And that is righteousness through him. The gospel, message of salvation, Christianity, the church. That gives us the victory over the devil if we'll simply follow the way of our Lord. Indeed it does. Now, the devil, though, is powerful, isn't he? He is. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, as we closed our program last time, we noted that Peter said that uh, we need to beware That's right. of our adversary, the devil, who walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's right. Now, that should be a scary image for us that here is the devil, our adversary or enemy. Or one who stands against us. And he's likened to a roaring lion. A ferocious beast. Who is prowling around looking for prey.
1: That's right. He's not our friend. We can't be in league with him and think that we are going to be successful. But especially that we are going to be in heaven with God. It's not going to happen if we side
0: against God with Satan. Yeah, and walk with the devil by right. his leading. Uh, yeah, it, it's God and the devil are incongruent. It's like oil and water. Right. James says in James chapter 4 in verses 7 and 8, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, we're talking about two opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't we? Yes. We're either walking with the devil or we're walking with God, but we're not walking with both at the same time. No. It cannot happen. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 17, what does John write there?
1: All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. And then what does verse 19 say? We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one.
0: Now, the we are of God, he's talking there about the church. Yes. He's talking about faithful Christians. The world is lying under the sway of the wicked one. That's the devil. Right. Now, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that's that well-known passage where he talks about there's a straight way, a narrow gate that leads to righteousness. And he says few will enter in by that gate.
1: That's a small number. It's yeah. not a large number just because it's God's number.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and he, says, he, he says the other way, the only other path to take through life is that broad way that leads to destruction. Yes. That's the way of sin and he says many are going down that way. That's right. Now from the sense of the text, the language therein, I get the impression that he's talking about the vast majority are going down that broad way of sinfulness. They're following the lead of the devil and he's leading them right to hell. And only the smaller minority are going along the narrow way that is the pathway of truth. That's right, Gary. And going ultimately through the straight gate that leads us into eternal life, eternal life with God and Christ in heaven. The devil is, is skillful at trying to lead us away. He's skillful at his job, isn't he? Yes. He is. Has been doing it from the beginning. Yes. First with Adam and Eve. Yes. Yes. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, what do we read of this? You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you
1: want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it.
0: The devil is the author and instigator of sin. Yes. Of wickedness. Yes. Of evil. Yes. But what we're emphasizing in this particular study is he cannot make us sin. He can't. He tries to lead us into sin. But we make our own choices, our own decisions.
1: And although his influence is... Strong, he is limited in his influence by our choices.
0: Yes, he is. Now, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8.
1: He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil.
0: So, sin is of the devil. Now, in our previous program, as we were looking into the introduction to this particular study we noted over and over and over again that all are guilty of sin. All right so all of us have succumbed to the lead of the devil at some time in our lives. That's right. The person who tries to turn away from that that's called repentance a change of mind that leads to a change of action and behavior and direction in life and then with repentance proper repentance goes a life of obedience we obey the gospel we're baptized into Christ at that point the blood that he shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 Acts chapter 22 and verse 16 and then we begin that life of faithfulness in Christ for the rest of our lives that's right we walk in the newness of life yes yes and you know, we can read about that in various passages as well absolutely but Jesus said be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life that's Revelation right. 2 and verse in, uh, verse 10 so sin is of the devil when we are living in sin we are walking with the devil you don't have to be a Satan worshiper to walk with the devil. All you have to do is live in sin. And we make ourselves the enemies of God all over again. That's correct. And we negate in our own personal lives the sacrifice of Christ. That's right. By rejecting that sacrifice, by turning our back on it. That's right. What a horrible thing that is. It is. In 2 Thessalonians chapter two, Verses 9 and 10. Here is a stark portrayal of those who end up in hell because of their unrepented of, unforgiven sin. What does it say?
1: The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among all unrighteous deception among those who perish because
0: they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved okay turned away now let's turn to second thessalonians chapter 2 and verses let's look at verses 9 and 10 there second thessalonians yes. 2 9 and 10 yes
1: that's what I just read
0: let's see did that say that that they would be Maybe I, maybe I misheard there. Uh, these shall be separated.
1: It said the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power. Okay. Signs I think and... you
0: might be in First Thessalonians there. Second Thessalonians chapter, I'm, yeah, you know what I did? I, I did wrong. I'm, I'm thinking wrong here. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I'd like to go back up to Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Oh, yeah. And, and here it's talking about the, the ultimate end of those. Now, what you read has application to what we just what, what we're talking about here. Because okay. it does talk about the, the coming of the lawless one according to the working of Satan. Now, again, Sin is of the devil. Yes. Sin is of the devil. My mind was was in another text here, and uh, I'd like for us to look at that as well. Now, what you just read in chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, uh, here it is. He works with all power, signs, lying wonders, all righteous deception among those who perish. Now, who are those who perish? That would be those who continue in sin. And do not... Seek God's forgiveness. That's right, and do not stay out of that sin. Maybe even after they've been forgiven, you know, Dwayne, a whole lot of people, they uh, they get into sin. They recognize that they've done wrong. They seek God's forgiveness properly, even, and they receive it. But then they go back into sin again.
1: They fall away, and this is a proof text of that, Gary, that we can fall away from God's grace because of not
0: loving the truth. That, that they might be saved. That they might be saved, yeah. And and again, what did Jesus say in John chapter 8 and verse 32? You shall know well, the, the truth, truth, and the, the truth, truth shall, shall make, make you free. free. The truth is God's word. Right. And Jesus defined that for us in John 17 and verse 17. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So here again is a portrayal of the awfulness of what Satan does, what the devil does. Uh, all power, he's got power, now, not not the power that God has, but he has power to do his work. Signs, lying wonders, unrighteous deception, and through those temptations, he leads people into sin, but they make their choice, but when they go into sin, they enter a world or a reality, an existence of separation from God.
1: Gary, that's a terrible thing.
0: Yes, and again, Isaiah 59, uh, I believe it's verse 2, God says your sins, or your iniquities, same, same thing, a, para, a, a, a synonym for sin, your iniquities have separated you from your God. That's right. And he even goes on and says there, because of your sin, I don't listen to your prayers. Man. Now, again, my mind was working on a different text there, and I was looking at the ultimate end, uh, and that's back in, in chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. And here we have a portrayal of the final day of judgment. Right. And, And what does it say about those? Something horrible. Yes. These shall be punished with everlasting
1: destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among
0: you was believed. Yes. Now, here's the ultimate end. Okay, when you get down to chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, which you read a moment ago, there it is, the devil's working, and we see not someone who is anything remotely close to being a friend to us. We see a terrible enemy here. That's right, Gary. And he's working to, to deceive us, to lie to us, to lead us into sin, which is destructive and separates us from God. Now when you go back to chapter 1 in verses 9 and 10, which you just read, there's the ultimate end of the life of the individual or the state of being for the individual who does not come out of that sin. That's right. Who continues in it. Eternal separation from God. Everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. That's about as apt a description of hell as I can think of. Absolutely cut off from God's presence and his glory. Terrible thing. Yes. And that's that's a portrayal of the final day of judgment. What will happen to people who die physically while they're already dead spiritually? Yes. Christ will come back and he will hold us accountable, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, for what we have done in this world, that's in this right. life, whether good or bad. That's right. And there's the ultimate end, cut off from God forever. Now we could turn to other passages and talk about that being a place of fire and brimstone, Revelation 21 and and, uh, verse 8. We could talk about it as being a place of outer darkness, a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, a place of torments as the rich man said he was in and experiencing when he was speaking to Abraham across the great gulf, asking that he would send Lazarus to simply dip his finger in some water and touch it to his tongue. Yes. Torments. That's what hell is like. That's what eternal condemnation is like. That's where the devil is trying to lead us. Yeah. Through sin.
1: And our decision, as you pointed out from Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, is made while we are in the body. We will give an account for the things done in the body, in this body, in this life that we have, whether good or bad.
0: By our choice. That's right. By our choice, yes. Uh, See, we're talking about something, and and, you know, Dwayne, I think a whole lot of people, they're rather flippant, they're lackadaisical, they're casual about sin. They see sin as being, well, pleasurable. Sure. And Moses learned something about that, or at least he made a decision in Hebrews chapter 11. It, you know, it, it talks about Moses decided to walk with God and God's people rather than to enjoy or experience the fleeting or the temporary pleasures of sin.
1: For a season, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's whatever joy or pleasure or satisfaction you might get from sin in which you take part is going to be temporary. Right. But if you do not turn from it, the consequence can be eternal.
1: That's right. As we pointed out in our last program, you know, we hear sayings like the devil made me do it or even people say, I'll I will serve the devil for this. They have no idea of what they're talking
0: about. They they
1: really don't want
0: that. Now that's where the flippant thing comes in. See, right. Well, if that if I've got to do this or I've got to give up this, I'll just I'll just you know stay with whatever it is. That's sin. Uh, No, you you have no as you say you have no idea in reality. What you're talking about right you're talking about an eternal punishment an eternal state of torment of condemnation of destruction but now it's not the idea of annihilation where you just cease to exist you've right. been destroyed and it's over with you just there's nothing there no it's an ongoing state of being destroyed or going through the destruction without it ever coming to an end that's hell you do not want to trade your soul for this yes agony again unquenchable fire torments plural yes weeping and gnashing of teeth that's not annihilation that is an ongoing state of being separated from God a terrible terrible thing it is Our time is up for today, so we're going to come back and continue this study next time. We do encourage our listeners to be sure to tune back in. This is a study that is pertinent to every single one of us. And we do encourage you to contact us and ask for that free Bible study, and you can learn how to be forgiven of sin, to be redeemed from the guilt of your sin, to be saved through Jesus Christ. And the study is free. Contact us right away.